Okay, so the conditions of learning Torah appropriately in a way that will bring down that very high kashpor, he's in the beginning of both hey, are twofold. Yira, at the time that you're learning it, or of Hashem, of his Torah, while learning the Torah. And number two, to uh, be an overall righteous person, to be someone who has good deeds to him. Now, I just want to point out, what, what is the... A, why is there this condition? And B, um, why specifically these two conditions? So, the answer is the conditions are, whenever I say there's a condition for something, I say, listen, here's what the thing is, right? But there's a condition. You're going to get this, but there's a condition. Right? Why are you making conditions? So, I guess one option making conditions is you're trying to get out of giving the thing. Right? Uh, so, but obviously that's not the case over here with, with Hashem. He's not looking to get out of uh, giving us the closest with him. Right? So the other reason is because otherwise, I mean, otherwise you won't be able to get it. I mean, I'm willing to give it to you, but you won't be able to get it otherwise. Which means we're talking about making the necessary vessels to receive that that divine influence. Okay. Now, the vessel is always uh, something that the recipient has to bring with him. That's, uh, you have to be the right person to be able to receive this. So, I'm willing to give, but you have to be the right person to receive. Okay? Now, uh, receiverhood, right, is, is dependent on two things. And I'm going to say them out of order uh, from what he, the way that he listed here. One, is in general to be a person who is someone who can internalize the word of the Torah, the word of God. Uh, means a righteous person, a person who in general is open to uh, following the word of God, someone who, someone who is a proper vessel for the storage house for that. If a person is, uh, has uh, evil deeds, He's an evildoer, right? So uh, then he's not a appropriate recipient for that divine closeness, right? So that will be a deal breaker right there for the, so he can learn all the Torah he wants, right? But it's not going to bring with it that Hashem that closeness to Hashem because he's a person who kind of bring, um, you know, uh, you try to pour wine into a wicker basket. It's, it's, it's not going to work out, right? There's no, there's a, you don't have the right vessel here to receive it. In general, as to who the person is. Now, let's say the person is a good person. He, he, he's, he's actually a good person. He's a righteous person. He would be a good receptacle for the Torah, right? Another point, but he's not necessarily every moment of the day um, conscious, cognizant, and in tuned into what he's doing. So then we're talking about that also at the moment that you're learning Torah, in addition to in general being a type of a person who would be a good recipient of the Torah, the person at the time of learning has to actually be cognizant of what's happening here. Right? If the person if they, he thinks he's reading a, um, I don't know, a science fiction novel, but he's really reading a, a book of the Torah, right? 
So uh, <clears throat> it's not again. He doesn't have the proper antenna out. He doesn't have the proper attitude with, with his receiving, so that that hashpa should come in. Okay. So that's the yira that is necessary. The awe that is necessary to have at the time of the learning. The two person in general has to be the right person, and then he also has to be tuned in while it's happening. The question is what? Mm-hmm. If a person the has simply, that, if a person. The same way that Hashem was lost into the world mm-hmm. so that um, people would fall in love and get married and okay. like, isn't. It feels like, at least from my experience, then, like, the desire for wisdom yeah. in the world is one of I don't, the attractions for me to learning, but that doesn't match up with the wrong call. Does that mean that shows are bad, like, that prevents one? Well, I don't know. Well, first of all, let's let just discuss it. Meaning, if a person really understands that he is learning here, you know, the the true, the existential truth of, of, of existence. If, if, if you think about it, what you are, that is awesome. That is awesome. So there is an awe that you're learning. So obviously, what we're talking about, what we're talking about here is called learning lishma. Learning for the sake of, you know, for, for the sake of if the question is what is it exactly so it could be that what you're bringing up now is uh, a, a machlaikis people tend to couch it as being a machlaikis um, between the kind of and the and the Hasidim about what it means learning lishma um, I don't think that's the case because the Ramchal preceded the Hasidim and he seems to be saying it and the Maharal preceded the Ramchal by another 200 years, and he, in his introduction to Tiferes Yisrael, also says the, about learning Lashmoy as a very high bar of what it means for Lashmoy. means you have to be learning the Word of God. You have to be tapped into actually listening to the Word of God, um, which sounds like the, you know, the, the well, more the Hasidic, uh, what is currently ascribed to the, to the uh, Hasidic understanding of learning Lishma as opposed to what Rav Chaim Volozhner in, uh, in Nefesh Chaim says, which is learning Lishma is that you're learning but they say to know the truth. Right? Um, the, two, the, two, the, the, the way that it is presented generally is there is a machlaikas between the the the, the, the non-Hasidim, which was represented by Rukhaim Volozhin, the prime student of the Ilmagom, uh, in the Sefer the Nefesh Chaim, um, and the Hasidim, perhaps, let's say, you know, uh, uh, what? I don't know what it is. Sure, what, I mean, all of them, you know, the, the, I mean, the, the, the Tanya, the... Um, where the where they say, listen, learning lishma, learning lishma means basically what the Ramchal is saying over here, that you learn with an awe, with an awareness that you're currently listening to Hashem saying over to you, the following lishma. Yeah, uh, 
and uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's an awesome thing. That's that's awe, awe. In that. As opposed to no, as opposed to as opposed to, Rukhaim Volozhin says a much lower bar for what's called learning Shema, which is that you're learning for the sake of knowing what the, what the truth is here. We are, what is what is this mitzvah? Or you know, say I'm, I'm learning to understand who owes who money in this situation. I want to know the truth. Right, you have a, a man. Uh, this man uh, was driving a car, and he, this other person pulled out of nowhere. They, they got into a car accident, whatever it is. Right, so I want to know who owns who money in in, in in the real truth of it. Right, so that's why I'm going to open up Baba Kama. I'm learning Baba Kama because I want to know who who, who who has to pay. Oh well, so that's that's what I'm saying. Even with, without that caveat, I mean, of course, understanding that the only truth comes from Hashem, but there is Hashem, and there is the Torah that He gave us, that emanates from Him, right? So the question is, basically, the Machlekes then have, becomes, is it okay to, I mean, is it, if I'm learning for the sake of the Torah, I want to know the Torah, is that called learning Shema, or do I, wanna, do I need to be looking through the Torah, and really trying to hear the word of God. The word of God is the Torah. That's what comes out in the Torah. But I want to hear him say. It. And that's that's the response. Which more is is if I can get his hearing him say to, to if I can bring Hashem into the picture. Right? You hear the difference? Do I need do I there's two levels of there's me down here. There's the Torah that I am receiving, that I'm learning. Of course, we're talking about that you realize it's divine Torah. And then there is the giver of the Torah that's behind it. Do I have to have him in the picture or not? While I'm learning. Or at least while I'm beginning. Yeah, at least while I'm beginning to learn. Yeah. That is usually presented as a machlekes between the Vesnagdim and the Hasidim. But what I'm pointing out is that the, the morale in the Hagdam of the Kiferis Yisrael, uh, morale who was from the first, first generation of Achronim, right, uh, preceding Hasidism by a good couple hundred years, um, says, says very clearly that, that, that learning Yoshua is seeing Hashem behind the Torah. Right? And uh, that's what it sounds like the Ramchal is saying over here as well. But, you know, the Machlaikas may be fairly... Uh, fairly dachastic, uh, uh, meaning uh, if if uh, if you really understand that the Torah is the, the absolute truth, that's what I'm saying, the, 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 the truth that the entirety of the world is built upon, there's also an awe, there's also an awe um, present with that, and that that halavai uh, v'ulai. You know, if we, if we could only reach the level that the Lord describes to us. Okay. Um, so then, so th- so that is uh, that's that's. The why? Why did you like it? I think that a lot of.
And just speaking for myself, a lot of the gishmak that I get out of learning, let's say, the great Marashat Zakaria, I don't, I don't have any clear sense of mira. I'm enjoying the Socratic dialogue of the group. Right. Um, I don't feel a ton of guilt over that. It's better than not doing it at all. Uh, but you know, certainly not the highest level of learning. Yeah, so that's, right, so that's, so if we listen to the Ramchal over, right, so that's, you know, that's, um, certainly, well, let's say it like this, um, like the Ramchal is going to tell us, the more gira a person has, the, uh, it increases exponentially the level of hashpah that, that, that will come in. And of course, the, the level of his own righteousness, of the person's overall righteousness, does as well. So, you know, like a, a powerful thought is is to realize that, of course, that most things in life is a spectrum, and we the halakha bedrachim, what we're going in Hashem's ways, you know, perfecting ourselves, is a never-ending road. It's a, you know, Hashem is uh, infinite, uh, infinitely perfect in every way. We will never reach that. And so too in this, there's, there's endless levels of Yira. Anytime that you think you have Yira, right, um, you, then when you reach the next level, you realize that the previous level was, was not Yira at all, right? Um, <clears throat> So let's so let's hear let's hear him say it. Says the so says the Ramchal. Um, I'm just gonna read a few, pick out a few lines over here. Ubuvade sheyesh lo laadam liyira, and it certainly it is upon a person to have awe, velir od, and to tremble. Beosko binyanazel when he's involved in this. I mean the the person has to feel a trepidation, an awareness. That you are, you know, currently in, in you know, uh, involved in something awesome. Shenimtsa hu nigesh lifnei elokav. That it turns out that right now he is approaching in front of his God. Right, so this is very clear. What, like I said, you know, what people would attribute to the to the. Hasidic approach, incorrectly attributed to the Hasidic approach. Umis Asik Behamshachas Haor, and the person is currently involved in the drawing down of the divine light, Hagadol, that is great. Mimeno Elav, from Hashem unto himself. Vinei Tsarashi Yevosh Mishifluso Hayanoshi, and a person needs to be uh, embarrassed from his lowly human state and be what? yeah, fine what? alright uh, okay so, what? rash is a, is a loud noise it's a commotion but this is a commotion, you know, whatever that means, um, from Hashem's loftiness. Now, notice what happens over here, and this is beautiful, we're going to discuss this more, actually, in the upcoming parak. we may even get there today, if we're Zohar, 
if not next week. Um, but there's an interaction between Yira and Ahava. And this is clear in the Rambam as well, that the, that the uh, dynamic is that one goes from Yira to Ahava, from a feeling of inaccuracy, inadequacy um, of self to be involved in this, to a feeling of elation at the merit that I am involved in this. Yeah? So that's what's going to happen over here also, and this is the much bigger Gishmak Ezra than the, than the, than just the Gishmak of the Shakovataria, right? Is Vehine Yogel Me'od, and behold, he will rejoice greatly, Mechelko Hatov Shezachalazer. From his great, por- from his good portion that he merited to be sitting here and learning the Torah. I mean, the more we understand how awesome the Torah is and what this thing is, the more uh, joyous we're going to be. Ah, uh, birad kemokin. However, while still uh, uh, trembling, now, what is included in this specifically? So there's three parts that are included in this. One uh, is emotional, second is physical, and third is intellectual. Okay? So emotional. Shalom, yeshev, bakalshosh. A person's attitude should not be lackadaisical. Right? This is serious business. So it means the, the attitude that I have is not chilled out. Right? Uh, there's no kalshosh. Certainly, you know, cracking jokes and all that type of stuff. Not to do that. However, the Gemara does say, Gemara, the Gemara learns it from a Pasuk. Um, I'm blanking. Um, but... Uh, so, so the Gemara said, "Wait a second, But we know that when Rava would sit down to give a shear, he would he would he would open up with with a joke. So the Gemara gives two answers: either the students have to have to uh, tremble, but uh, but the Rebbe can be can have a more relaxed attitude. Or second answer, and that seems to be the, the, that's what Rava understood, uh, is that um, that was before the learning began. So just to kind of because uh, 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 you know, the, the joke would open up the mind a little bit and uh, helps people think a little bit more creatively right and you would do that and then afterwards when Rava would begin to teach it would be that uh, you know, it, it was as if uh, you know poison was dripping out of his mouth meaning like the, the intensity of uh, you know the, the heat and the intensity of uh, what was happening so, um, so no Kalos Rosh while learning. So, before the learning, sure. Velo yinhug shum minhug bizayon lo bidvareha velo b'sifreha. Now, this is a an action based, not to do something that is inappropriate. So. Not with, uh, certainly not to say anything inappropriate about the, the words of the Torah or uh, how we treat the farm, right? Uh, not to put stuff, you know, put your keys on top of a safer or whatever it is. Um, included in this seemingly uh, is to put one's feet up, 
right? That that's uh, uh, I'm sure I told the story about the how the Taz figured out that Shabbat Tzvi was a false Mashiach. No, so uh, Shabbat Tzvi, known as a, as a tremendous Kabbalist, and uh, he was trying to get support from uh, all the great rabbis uh, of Europe um, that he is the Mashiach, and, he, and, and many and many people believed him. Believed that he was. Many rabbis, in fact, signed letters saying that he should receive support, financial support, community support. Um, the Taz was the Gadolador at the time, he was, he was already very old, so he sent his son in law, who was very close, uh, Talmud of his, to, to Shabbat Tzvi, and he welcomed him, and uh, they spoke in learning for, for, for a little while, and then uh, so, afterwards, uh, People came to the Taz and knew what's uh, what's the story. So he said he's not Mashiach. Why? Because when, they, when they, he couldn't answer the questions he was asking, he answered all the every question he asked. He, he asked them, he answered them perfectly. So why is he not Mashiach? When they were learning, he was reclining on the couch. That can't that can't be that can't be Mashiach. So it's a certain attitude that that, that the person has to have. Um, Okay. And then finally, and, and finally, an intellectual awareness. Right? So we have emotional, we have physical, and we have an intellectual awareness of who I'm in the presence of. You know, uh, basically, right? especially so uh, during the time of learning. The Im who also came, Ozi here, Talmudo. Then, if he does this, then his learning will be what it's really supposed to be. And then, it'll be drawn down that that we spoke about. Oh, I was meant to discuss right here. Um, so actually, also, uh, the Ramchal discusses this as well in the, in the first Chalik. He also talks about the conditions of, uh, of of learning, and there he says, the one has to be engaged in the bikedusha betahara. Now tahara, so the Shulchan Aruch says, for example, that if a person is yeah. I mean, obvious, let's take it from very extreme. You know, a person cannot study Torah in the bathroom. Right? A person takes Torah studies in the bathroom, right? That would be certainly a violation of what? That he's being noheg minhag bizayim, right? With the Torah. Okay. <clears throat> now, what if he's not in the bathroom? Or what if he has filth on his hands? Right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Okay. Now here's the here's the thing that some people may not realize. The Shokhanorh Paskins. That this applies to uh, a person's hands that have been scratching what's called Makomos Mhusim. Places that are covered that that are that are otherwise covered. 
right? So the person reaches right under his shirt and scratches under there. Now that hand is considered to be filthy. Right? So the person should wash that hand, ideally with water, or with using a cup, using a vessel, pouring on it. If not, at least with water, or if not that, then you don't have access to it. So the person should use what's called a midi demenake, something that, clean, that cleanses. So some scratchy material, like a wool sweater or something, a wool blanket, something that uh, and you literally have to clean uh, one finger after another, the full, the full finger. Right, all all the fingers clean it in a way that will, will, will scratch off. Right, it has to be a scratchy fabric. If you use your silk shirt, it's not going to do the job. Right, it has to be a scratchy fabric or, or a scratchy rough stone or something to to clean one. That's, that's a halacha. What's particularly difficult is people that have dandruff, people that they have scalp, Right. A big temptation to scratch your head, right? So we're not talking about just you know, you know kind of stroking one's hair or, or realigning one's hair or you know maybe even tapping uh, on one's hair if, if there's a little bit of, a, of an itch. Talking about actually going with the fingers into the scalp, the scratch that is. Uh, if you look at the Mishnah Bura, you see that that is also included in. Having they are not clean, and uh, just like you need to go into surgery, or such or you an operation, or you need a procedure for that matter. You need to procedures. You, you the hand feels good. Somebody, uh, somebody shakes your hand, they will feel the good. Right. So that's a, so it's, that's a minimal design. What I call it. Like it's, a, it's a lack of unity. What I call it like that, and therefore it, uh, it is uh, not be done. And it would prevent. Uh, the, uh, certainly, the appropriate level of the be done with the code, hopefully there's still, there's still uh, is, because a lot of people do this, so let's, let's assume that there's still a push ball coming in for, for all those people, but uh, one should definitely be just be done. Okay, that is, um, that was a side point is something that the oil and the mixture is, I thought it was important to discuss. Um, okay, and then what happens if a person does all this? So you, v'yimoshech al yadol ha-shpo, she-zacharnu, through this, uh, the divine influence that we mentioned will come down to the person, to this same bowl, hayakar hayaloki, and will be internalized in him the divine um, uh, preciousness. Yeah. Now, uh, this is what we said about. If you have the vessels, then you can internalize it. If you don't have the vessels, then Hashem is not even going to bother sending it because you, you, you can't catch it. Right? You don't have the, the, the vessels to, to receive it, to internalize it. This is all a person who, you know, even if he's a good person otherwise, but he's just right now not in the correct mental, emotional, or physical state to be able to be to receive this ashpah. Okay. But, and not only he does all this, will he himself receive this very precious fine quality, but v'yimashek tikkun 
It will also from him uh, extend um, a rectification to the entire world. And we spoke about it last week, that that's why uh, a person should split his learning into three parts, not equal parts necessarily, almost necessarily not, but into three parts, one should make sure to learn some Mikra, some Mishnah, and some what's called Talmud, which we defined last week as being any analysis. You weren't here last week, make sure to get the recording. It's important. Okay. Avalim um, However, if these conditions are missing from the learning, so again, either he's not in the right physical state, he's doing certain actions that are lack in Yira, or his emotional state is not correct, or he's not consciously, intellectually, aware of what's going on then this ashpo will not be brought in through the learning of Torah now uh, I'm going to just first quickly he's going to say three parts of his Torah which will be made into um, non non not spy, will lose their special characteristic uh, so they correspond to what he said before learning is comprised of Higayon and Limud Higayon is reading you could read the Tanakh uh, without even understanding a word you're reading just as long as you know the Hebrew alphabet and the vowels right so just like the Higayon the pronunciation of the words Limud is the Saying the words, meaning uh, understanding the simple translation of the words. And then finally, the Haskalah is the understanding of the concepts that lie beyond the Psukim that will entail basically all the Midrashim and the Talmud and the Shulchan Aruch and the Kabbalah, whatever, everything else that, that, that is entailed in understanding at the end of the day all of Torah all of Torah is in one way or another in helping us gain an understanding of Tanakh that's what it's doing all of learning of Torah whether it be Shulchan Aruch, whether it be Mishnah Burr, whether it be um, you know the Eitz Chaim right is learning the Haskalah the understanding of Tanakh of Aksukim of Zvar Hashem that's what it is not really is trying to help us gain understanding of the great Um Okay, so so now again, so if he if he does not fill this condition, then what will happen? Number one, now they said a little bit out of order. Lo yudvarov ela kishar kol hadiburim hayenoshim. So his dvarim, his words, that that is the corresponds to the limud, the, the saying of the words, tell you know, the story, the actual words of the Chumash, he's saying the words, he understands the translation of it, he understands the simple meaning of it, however, it'll be as if it's just human speech. Number two, the higayon, the reading of it, the pronunciation of the, of the, of the consonants and the vowels, right, the higayon, will be 
Kikore Igeris, like someone who is reading a letter from, from a friend or something, right? So as opposed to reading the Tanakh. And then finally, his scholar, his thoughts, right? Even if he memorizes the entire track, right? Uh, who said what? His Mashavoso Kikoshev it would be like a, like a person who is very knowledgeable in you know mathematics, right? Also, would be very smart, know an entire textbook, right? But it doesn't it doesn't carry within it that that divine hashpa. That's number one. That's pretty. It's pretty pretty um, important thing to meet to meet this condition, right? Um, not only that, that he's going to walk away empty-handed, but actually, Adarava, actually, on the contrary, it's actually it's considered to him a guilt, what he did. Why? Shekarov El HaKodesh Blimora, he approached the divine without awe. The person that walks into the Holy of Holies, and decide to sit there and read a, uh, you know, read a science novel, right? There's a science fiction novel, whatever it is, right? So you're in the holy holies, right? You have you have to be there in, a, in with 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 awe and trepidation, right? So too over here, that he's hearing the Dvar Hashem, he's hearing Hashem speak to him, and yet he's doing it in a in a in a lackadaisical way, that's considered an an, an ashram, a, a guilt. Offering a, a, a guilt to him. Umekal uh, Rosho Lifneboro, and he's uh, being uh, light-hearted, light-hearted in front of his creator. while speaking in front of him. One thing to not be in awe if you're not currently speaking to the king in general, to be aware of but. Uh, but when you're talking to the king, how much more so? And you're involved with his holy thing, his holy Torah. And at that moment, he's not. Uh, that, that's why it's a, a negative thing. Uh, now, he's going to tell us later that nonetheless, don't, start, don't stop learning. It, it, it's still... Um, there's still going to be something positive that will come out of the learning, nonetheless. So, uh, if we stop here, please don't, do not discontinue any uh, pre-existing Siddharam that we have. The Ulam, Kefi, Madregas Hamora, and then now, don't think it's, it's, it's binary, either you do have more or you don't have more. Listen, as long as I met those criteria, I checked those boxes, then I'm good. No, there's higher and higher levels. And in accordance with the level of the mora that a person has, vishiur hakavod, zihirus bo, and the level of uh, honor and care that a person invests into that learning, ken ye shiur yakar halimut. So too will be the level of the preciousness of his learning. Umadregas hashpo, and so and the level of the divine influence. Hanimsheches al yado that will be that, that he will receive. Now I want to pause for one minute with the Der Hashem, and I want to read to you a Gevaldik Rav which is a beautiful advice how we can try to do. This.
pretty high bar. How how can I try to spend the entire hour sitting and learning, uh, you know, a Gemara Babakama or a uh, or or uh, you know and Kosher Mishpat, right? Which is dealing about two people who do you believe in, believe in this situation, that situation. Um, how how can I keep this in mind? So for further, you win. Coin of Lublin, uh, in, in, in uh, Tzidkas HaTzadik. So he says, Sorry. Here we go. Oshiud. Kol binyin limudo, the entire construct of your learning. It means learning is a this, then it goes to that, and this, and it like that, right? The entire construct of your of person's learning, yi'al hamikra, should be built upon a person. Shitsiva Hashem, which of course possible is a command from Hashem. And this should be in front of a person's eyes, meaning not physically but uh, conceptually, uh, it should be something he keeps at the forefront of his mind. This is what I'm judging on. When I'm when I have a machlaik and Sabayan Rava by you know, by by Shalomidas or, or whatever it is, right? What 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 what, what I, I want? The first question I want to ask myself is, what pasuk are we talking about? What pasuk are we trying to be mafarish to to explain? Right? What are we talking? Are we trying to understand the the pasuk of not not to steal? Right? Are, are we are we trying to understand maybe the pasuk of a hafalerefa kamocha? What which pasuk are we involved in? Right, and, and by the way, this is often a question that uh, the Rishonim deal with. Right, Wh- which mitzvah are we talking about? Yeah. So you try to identify what that is, and then this is the discussion. Now, this is what I'm learning about. Al zehu dan al Hashem So I'm ju- judging. I'm trying to figure out this mitzvah that Hashem gave me in the Torah. Val romas. So, so he, he says unbelievable thing he says that's why the very first question the Shas asks in the Talmud right in the, in the entire Talmud what is the first question the Gemara asks first Mishnah right what? so what that's what the Mishnah says right from when do we start saying the Shema in the in, uh, in the evening Right, but but what's the que- what's the first question the Gemara asks? Gemara says Tana Hecha Koi. Which pasuk is the Tana coming from? Yeah, that's the answer of the Gemara. So he says, why is it a coincidence that it happened this way? That this he says no, because this is the beginning of every learning. The moment you open up a sugya, the first question you ask yourself is, what pasuk are we talking about? Yeah. The the Urui the Kol Mishnaso 
Rak Akrokoi. So he told you that the entirety of Mishnah is standing on Psukim. Voloka Limud Chokma Michokma. So it's not just like a learning of just just a wisdom. You know, here's the wisdom. Here's what the Mishnah says. Now you gotta analyze the Mishnah. Wait a second. Hold on. Where did the Mishnah come from? Oh, the Mishnah is, is coming from the Torah. Here's what God said. Right? We're trying to understand that. Now, of course, the Tan of the Mishnah knew the Pasuk, knew the Jewish of the Pasuk. Therefore, maybe multiple Psukim, how they interact together, right? But the result of it is the following Din of the Mishnah, right? And now we are looking to analyze and learn that, right? But we're learning up at the Pirush of a Pasuk. So that's, it's a... Yeah, a person does that, so it says in the beginning of your learning, you do that, you, start, you set yourself a goal, right? Uh, so by Hanukkah, what's, what, what's the myth of, of uh, by Hanukkah? By Hanukkah candles? Yeah, Hanukkah coming up soon, right? So you're going to open up with Mehmet Likim, second parak of Shabbos, start learning it, right? Which mitzvah are we being in Farish? Which pasuk are we being in Farish? It's, it's rabbinic, right? I mean, it's rabbinic in nature, so... We, so, so, uh, so, the, so the Gemara asks. The Gemara itself asks the question, right? How can you say I share Kiddushanu with Mitzvos of Tzivanu Ladlik Ner Shal Chanaka? So it says, what? <laughs> so the Gemara says, Losasur, person not allowed to deviate from the words of the Chacham. Yeah. So there you are. So we bring the Farish that pasuk, maybe, or maybe, maybe we're being, maybe the rabbis are extending a concept of, um, you know. Right, what's Pirsumenisa? So according to many opinions, saying Hallel when, when we are saved is a mitzvah deraisa. Yeah? So then, then an extension of that would be, you know, the, the Kriyas Megillah. It's like it's like it's like a it's like a saying Hallel. You know, maybe there's Hanukkah. Hanukkah we say Hallel every day. Whatever it may be. But the point is, it's a question that a person should be asking himself. And once you answer that question, and you then then the entire learning takes on a different characteristic to it of learning the Dvar Hashem. Okay, so we'll stop here. We'll pick up with Os Vav Bez Hashem next week. Thank you.